Humans have done amazing things. Building massive structures, creating mesmerizing art, and witnessing the cosmos. However, we've put an enormous strain on our planet with these accomplishments. A musician has released an album to invoke the healing nature of trees and encourage listeners to think about their world and the climate. The album is called Songs for Trees. Uh, well, thanks so much for having me. It's great to be here, Ryan. Um, my name's Noreen Braun, and I'm, I live in Vancouver, uh, the unceded Coast Salish territory of uh, Squamish, Musqueam, and Tsleil-Waututh people. Uh, my ancestry is mixed heritage. I'm Ukrainian and Métis. And uh, Métis Cree, Métis Lakota Sioux, actually, my origins come from Manitoba. So, uh, yeah, so it's great to be here. And uh, I'm a singer-songwriter. I just released my 13th album, and it's called Songs for Trees. I just think it's so funny because I was talking with a, a musician uh, yesterday, and he's also from uh, originally from Manitoba. <laughs> so it's just, it's like, hot. Everyone just starts in Manitoba. Then <laughs> they just spreads. <laughs> The origins of the species. <laughs> this is your 13th album. That's really incredible. Song for Trees. What first set you on the path to create music? Music's my calling and it's been part of my life right from the beginning. Um, my mom said that I, I sang before I talked and I danced before I walked. So <laughs> uh, I first started writing songs when I was 10. I, I picked up a guitar and I took a year of lessons and then I left and just I was self-taught. I had an bro older brother who played guitar and uh, yeah, I started early years and uh, it wasn't actually until my early thirties that I decided to pursue it as a career and to start putting music out into the public domain. So yeah, so it's been a journey. I was a late bloomer really in a lot. Of it's never too late yeah. to get into music. <laughs> no, exactly. Although I was told in my thirties, you're, you should have been doing this like in your twenties, but uh, I didn't really listen to those people. So <laughs> I thought, well, I mean, I think you make music your whole life. So, <laughs> you know, maybe I'm not going to be Madonna. That's okay. <laughs> I'm going to be a, a successful grassroots musician. So yeah, it's never too late. And don't let anyone tell me that you can. Your music is just so fun listening to it. The different parts between the, the songs where it's just like the babbling of a brook or the wind through a tree. Like it, it is definitely a piece that if you just put it on while you're just listening to music, having like a cup of tea or just kind of relaxing in the evening, it just, it brings you places. It really uh, emotes a certain feeling, at, at least for... Um, yourself you know what are some the emotions or thoughts that you know you put in to create this piece well i think I, i'm glad that that's the effect it's having on you because that certainly the intention we had for making this <laughs> uh it is to be um <laughs> i wanted it's a conceptual album so i wanted people to listen to it and to be taken on a journey through the forest so all of those feelings that you get when you go on a forest walk I, I'm hoping that that's what it's going to bring out. So that's why I, I wanted to include natural sounds. So for people, you know, walking in the forest and the Creek and the fire and all of those things, as soon as people listen to them, I've had several friends say, as soon as they listen, their shoulders drop and they just, and they're natural sounds. So I think that's the beauty of the forest. And, I, and so I, I wanted a sense of joy, a sense of reverence, a sense of relaxation, a sense of connection. So all of those feelings and certainly, uh, I wanted it to be listened in one sitting so that a person is takes it. So it's not really a singles kind of album, although you, I am releasing singles on it. The intention is supposed to be 
uh, like a concept album. So from beginning to end, come with me for an hour and relax and enjoy a forest walk. I, I find that's an experience that people at least don't do too often. Nowadays, it's all about like um, the hits, the singles right now to, you know, get the songs out on TikTok, whatever grabs attention. There is something, I guess, ethereal or magical to sit down and enjoy an entire... Yeah, certainly back in my day when I was a teenager, that's what we did is we put our headphones on and we just, we didn't have phones with our cell phones. We just listened to the music and immerse ourselves in the music. And that was really, I was going back to that kind of a memory uh, to turn off your phones, turn off your everything and just put the headphones on and listen. So, because <laughs> I, I think we have that's kind awesome, of lost man. that. We, are, we need instant gratifications and always stimulated, always stimulated, you know, our attention span bands are shrinking so i'm hoping uh, i'll influence some people just take an hour out and chill with me so i definitely want to sit down with my friends just you know go to the park at night when it's dark all you can see is oh. is the stars and just sit Sounds there beautiful. And listen. yeah i'll be with you <laughs> <laughs> this is your uh, 13th album what are some of the the sounds or themes that you've tried to to hit on in your previous works tended well i got sort of all for this one was a blues roots rock. It was called December Falls. It was a Christmas album. And so we went for like a party mood, a celebratory mood, but we took did some different twists on old classics. And then I did some originals on it as well. Um, so that that sort of my live sound tends to be when I play with a full band, it tends to be on the bluesier side. So there's always a blues influence. Like I always have at least one blues song, which I do on Songs for Trees as well. Uh, so there's a blues element to most of my work. Also jazz, with, uh, blues and jazz kind of go hand in hand. Um, I had I do spoken word. I I did an album called Gone to the Spirits, um, which was which I received a Canada Council for the Arts Award to write it, as well as I did for Songs for Trees too. Um, but that song, that album was about 20 years in the making and. Uh, a friend of mine was doing his undergrad in archaeology and he told me about this um, person called God to the Spirits. It was a two-spirit warrior woman who lived uh, 200 years ago in the interior of BC near Creston. And uh, she had lived as a woman, met an explorer, divorced because they weren't the cultures were so different and uh, she transformed and lived the rest of her days as a man. And she's uh, had wives and had uh, amassed a great fortune of 26 horses, which was the currency of the time. And, uh, but uh, so her, her story was just so amazing. My friend said, Oh, you should write a song. So I ended up writing a whole album about her and that we kind of incorporated like contemporary, it was contemporary, of a kind of tribal primal percussive sound sort of trying to go back in time. Uh, to sort of take the person on again, it was a conceptual album to take them on a journey back to uh, to, to her time and her story. So, yeah. So um, I kind of I like I like contemporary music. So blues, jazz, spoken word. I have done a bit of hip hop, but that was about twenty years ago. <laughs> um, a little bit of soul, <laughs> a little bit of country. So yeah, um, yeah. So. Each album, like my earlier work is more pop, I would say, of the time period, like 2003, Now and Zen, that's kind of a pop album. But again, because I'm a songwriter, I tend toward multiple genres. And I think, thankfully, people are sophisticated enough these days that they don't mind. 
those, they want to put you in the box. Like, what are you? What's your genre? <laughs> but I think most people like multiple genres and listen, and they're, you know, not certainly what I am as a writer. But if you ask me what's my form, it would be triple A, triple A radio. So adult alternative, I think that. <laughs> adult album alternative yeah you definitely want to have a little bit of flexibility because you know depending on your mood your feelings the the occasions the type of music that you want to listen to can completely change like when you're at a an upbeat party you don't want to be listening to something kind of like slow uh, ethereal soulful yeah. but like in other moments you don't want like like dubstep when you're trying to relax yeah. around a, a fire with friends. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So there's different sounds for different times. Yeah. That's a great point. You know, 10% of your uh, sales are going to uh, tree Canada and one, uh, one tree planted. You know, why, why was it important to you to focus on, you know, climate change and the healing power of trees for this release i think we're at a critical time really with uh global warming and I, my small way as an artist i'm trying to raise that awareness on the be- the importance that trees are the lungs of the planet and without trees to sustain us we won't be here <laughs> uh they're really you know they're the perfect perfect being earth specimen to clear carbon up. that's a big motivator here, when I was writing this album, we had a heat dome in Vancouver and hundreds of people passed away, the vulnerable people, uh, because of this heat dome. It was crazy. And then after that, we had these horrific wildfires. And then we had four of water and days of rain. And then we had this massive flooding. And it's just sort of one thing after another. And uh, it's like, how can people deny that this is happening? I don't get it. When we're seeing uh, reports being released from the UN, it's not it's not good uh, news. And I mean, it is great to see that there has been a lot of efforts from people like yourself working towards it. Uh, scientists, activists really fighting towards, you know, negating. Because I know back in the, the early 90s, the predictions were like doomsday sort of levels. Like the world engulfed in a fireball. And, I mean, the, the news now, like, plus three degrees worldwide is not good for our oceans, for the planet. But it is worse than... or. Not as bad as the doomsday it was before, but there's still so much effort that needs to be done. Well, how, how do you feel that we can all work together towards creating a cleaner world? And what was really amazing during the pandemic when everything was shut down in the world for a while, how fast the water started to clear and the ozone started to come back. And I thought that was a very promising and hopeful that we, we could still turn it around with a map, but it would take a mass you know, buy into it all. I think it's all the little things that we do. I think all the little things we do add up. So whether it's, you know, picking up our garbage uh, in our neighborhood, uh, if it's living sustainably, being conscious about what we're throwing away, uh, if it's planting a tree, you know, uh, looking at our own footprint in, in, in terms of our living, living on the planet, I think all of those things, if everyone became just aware of their own neighborhood and, and started to care about their own neighborhood, I think collectively that would be huge. You know, you see some of these um, 
you know, there's like, they're on the Facebook quite a bit, people in like South America and in India, like one person who's like reforested in huge areas. And so like, that's really amazing that one person can make such a huge difference. And, you know, there's young people who are looking at how to clear out the plastic from the oceans. And so you have like a lot of people working really hard in their different disciplines, educating and trying to get people on board. So I think that's how we do it is everybody do a little part uh, in, into what they're, you know, and it'll make a difference. It has to, because every, nothing goes unnoticed by nature. <laughs> exactly. All of us, <laughs> all of us working together. And then as individuals, when we become more uh, eco-conscious, um, we start challenging uh, corporations. And if people stop buying things, like I know the biggest challenge is, you know, going to the grocery store and everything's wrapped in plastic. I know I'm going out of my way to, you know, find things that aren't completely covered in cellophane. Uh, but it can be hard sometimes. And But you're right. If we as individuals work hard, um, I know for myself, I'm a large proponent of, you know, developing systems and safety nets and creating, you know, just the, the system overall where everyone is cared for and has resources. Because, you know, when people have a home, food, water then they can actually have that free time to care about other things when you're not just, yeah, in complete, you know, uh, a system of, yeah, in complete survival mode. Because I know statistically, if people are struggling to pay their paychecks or like their, their rent or things or, you know, they're living paycheck to paycheck, IQ levels actually go down because you don't have time to think about anything else. Exactly. Yeah. You just want to live this day. So. Yeah, I mean, our society, if we want, if we care for everyone, it's it's to everyone's benefit. You know, crime rates go down, the, the, the way we live, we get along with each other improves. It's just kind of common sense, really. If people aren't all struggling and trying to, to, you know, to just find the next meal or the next place to sleep, it, it just creates this constant state of tension and and, and, you know, and people, people steal and, and do those things because they're totally desperate, right? Yeah, so all of those things go hand in hand. So I think the state of our environment is reflective of the state of how we care for each other, you know. And when we see that, every, you know, things are sacred, we, we protect everything, including each other. Definitely. So, I mean, in a capitalist society, look at things, you know, like trees only have value as lumber. <laughs> they don't have value as like cleaning the planet or just as a sacred beauty piece of art, right? This amazing, incredible thing. They're just like, if, let's cut them down and let's, they have value when they're cut down. Capitalism and consumerism has definitely yeah. disconnected us from <laughs> yeah. our land and, and nature. If something can't be monetized, then it has no value in the system. But at least for myself, there's nothing more fulfilling than going for a walk and actually being able to see trees, to see animals. And I mean, there's not a lot of that here in Winnipeg. There are some really nice areas like the forks that have that uh, nature still clinging on there. But it would like to, I would like to see a society where we prioritize nature, that cities are designed for people to walk around, to move, not focused in entirely on vehicles. Th that's just me. No, I think that's great. I think that's the route we're going to 
inevitably have to take, I think, to sustain a life on the planet. Wouldn't a city look beautiful if it's just up the side of a building is just completely covered in green, walking down the boulevards and, and sidewalks. You could get to your local like bakeries or um, local clothing shops. You could just walk places. You didn't have to, or at least have more access to public transportation. And if you had like public gardens that people can just go and take what they need. That's and all there's like, you know, we, yeah, we have some public gardens here in Vancouver and I know in Seattle, They've been doing that as well, which, you know, people can go and, and take what they need. And and I think like more things like that, right? So Well, there's so many empty lots in large urban centers that could easily be transformed, but it's just like, yeah. who owns it? Like, where, where's yeah. the... Yeah. But that's another thing. Uh, a cool <laughs> thing about your song is The Burning charted number 40 on the Indigenous Music Countdown uh, the past week. Yeah. You know, what was your reaction to hearing that? Oh, I was really excited and it's a great honor. It's actually up to number 30 this week. So <laughs> I'm jumping another 10. <laughs> yeah, it's just, yeah, it's a great honor. There's uh, I have a, a few friends who are on it as well. And so it's great to be among them and uh, a lot of great talent and a lot of diversity on the, on the list. So yeah, I'm honored that I'm part of the Indigenous Music Countdown. So it's exciting <laughs> and it means more people get to hear the music. So I'm when your hard work is recognized, it's it feels good. It's not necessarily about like the monetary uh, oh. accomplishments of it. Just the recognition that people are like, wow, this thing that you've poured your time and effort into. I love this. This is amazing. It's getting noticed. Hey, people are listening. <laughs> Yeah, it's great. It's good. Having the arts supported and people engaged in the arts is just awesome. That's how we get through things like the pandemic and global global warming. <laughs> and it's yeah. just going to be continued efforts of people coming together, sharing songs and music like this, connecting us all on this like web of the world so that we can, you know, work towards a more uh, a brighter and cleaner future. The well, arts it, it, will save us. <laughs> exactly. You know, whenever we can see a boom in the arts, it is a sign of a flourishing society. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So you got any uh, projects or ideas that you're uh, in the works on right now? I do. I'm actually, well, it's very, very much at the beginning. This year or last year, during the writing of Songs for Trees, my mom became very ill and passed away, sadly. So that album was also a way to move through that grief. I'm an adoptee, and it was my mother who adopted me, who raised me. And two days after mom's passing, I got a message through Ancestry DNA, which I've been trying to locate my birth father, just to just for history, not necessarily for relationship. But I had no name, no anything. So I went through Ancestry about 10 years ago. But it was just very strange. Two days after mom passed, I get this message. And it was saying, oh, your birth father is alive and he wants to, he knows of you and he wants to meet you. So I was totally, totally, it was disorienting because it wasn't something I'd expected. But this past year, uh, we've been getting to know each other and I have cousins and aunts and uh, a brother and all, and, and I've just been getting to know him and his life. And he's uh, Métis from the Paw, Manitoba. So just last month, my partner and I, we drove from Vancouver to the Paw. Don't go there in April. It's not like Vancouver. <laughs> it's like really <laughs> cold. But uh, we had this marvelous connection. So, so I'd like to write about that. Um, and that's the focus I think of the next album will be, you know, I'm 
in my later years. So to meet this, this part of my history is really exciting and interesting. And I didn't have any expectations uh, and I, it wasn't something I dreamed for, but it's, it's life is funny. It has these twists that you can never know what's coming. So I think I'm going to explore that area and write some songs. It turns out I have a lot of members in my biological family who are musicians as well. So as well as my blood, it's in the blood. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see how that evolves, but that will be as definitely the subject of, uh, you know, reconnecting with my birth line. I'm sorry uh, for your loss. It's it's always difficult to mm-hmm. lose family members, but it is cool to hear that you have created this new connection yeah. with, uh, with new family. Yeah, a friend said to me it was like it was her last gift to me and somehow through the cosmos she kind of reached in and because she would have been thrilled for me. She would have been very happy. So yeah, so it's a good, it's all good <laughs> so far. Well, <laughs> I'm excited to hear what, sort of stories and songs that you can create from this yeah yeah i'm looking forward to it it's probably be a couple years down the road the next album (laughs) (laughs) well it is something exciting to look forward to well thank thank you. you so much it's been awesome connecting and chatting with you and i hope through listening through your music more people are inspired to fall in love uh, with nature. Where can people go to find out more about yourself and your music? Um, thanks, Ryan. Um, I'm on all digital platforms, so eMusic, uh, iTunes, Amazon, um, Spotify, as well as my al- my website, which is noreenbraun.com, N-O-R-I-N-E-B-R-A-U-N.com. And uh, I have hard copy CDs. If you're old school like me, I like CDs still. So um, I like something to hold and handle. So uh, yeah, you can get them there. Um, and I have YouTube channels, all social media. So I pretty much Google my name and you'll find me everywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you have any stories you'd like us to share or communities we should highlight, leave a comment on our social media or reach out to us on our website. I'm Ryan Funk. This was You Talk. And have yourself a good one.